You're listening to the Brandon Bishop Podcast. Here he is, the owner of Asai TV, lead singer of the One-Eyed Buffalo, former pro wrestler, former army soldier, published author, cat lover, host of Go There, Eat That, Super Proud Dad, and all that, Brandon Bishop. Hey everybody, it's your friend Brandon Bishop, and yes, I am your friend. Whether you know me personally or you just happen across this podcast or you are a loyal subscriber to Asai TV, which is my television network, maybe you're an old friend from the wrestling days, maybe you're an old friend from the music days, no matter what band it was, maybe One-Eyed Buffalo, Slugworth, Ginger's Hotter, there's a bunch of them doesn't matter why you're listening to this. If you're listening to this and you're contributing to my numbers, because that's important these days, isn't it? You have to have numbers. You have to have subscribers. So go ahead. If you're listening on iTunes or TuneIn or Stitcher or Spotify or PodServe or PodHeaven or any of these places that the uh, Brandon Bishop podcast is available on, just go ahead and hit that little subscribe button, please. And I feel like an asshole for asking you to do that because every time I watch a YouTube video or listen to a podcast and they're always begging, please, please give us five stars. Oh God. Uh, It would be really nice of you. If you would um, just click subscribe and give us five stars, please. But now I understand it. You see, I got hooked up with the site and all of these, Advertisers, I've actually put it out there. Said, "Hey, I'll advertise your, I'll pitch your stuff, and we'll make it fun. We'll make it part of the conversation, and I'll actually try these things. And I'm actually only going to promote things that I enjoy using. I'll do it right. I'll do it right for you and for the business and for myself. And they give me money for that. So now I'm trying to make money with this thing, which means it's going to be fucking completely ruined from here on out. As soon as I get some advertisers and sponsors on here, I'll do my best to keep it real." But you know what? Fuck all that. I'm not going to censor my language. I'm not going to censor my content or my opinions. This will always be my outlet. I get to be a good person, a good human, a very positive uh, natured uh, human being outside of this podcast. This This is where I lose all that stuff. This is where I get to air my grievances. This is where I get to be a negative Nancy, so to speak. So between the Brandy Bishop podcast and and the other podcast I do, the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling podcast, I'm trying to uh, get sponsorships and get paid to do this thing because why not? They offered, they came to me, and now I'm getting all of these inquiries. And they, but they all say, you know, give me a screenshot of your numbers. <laughs> okay, I'll give it. There's like between all the formats, you know, we're pushing two thousand listeners, but even that isn't a lot. Okay, we understand you have listeners, but how many subscriptions do you have? Like, fuck, it's, you know, what else do you want from me? Just give me your damn money, I'll pitch your product, and I'll do it better than anybody else has ever done it. Plus, I own television networks that I can pitch your product on. Don't, just, just, you know, I I understand it. If I have an advertising budget, I want to spend it to the best of my abilities and get it out to the most people and to the most ears in this case as I possibly can. So I, I get it. They're trying to maximize their, their advertising dollar. Understood. 
but this is where I need you to actually do all that shit. Do I have to pander for you? Like, please, just come on, please, hit hit subscribe. (sighs) Just do that shit. Anyway, it's going to be a busy, busy episode. Um, So I should really get to it. I'm a little pissed off at myself because I pissed on myself today, like literally 30 minutes ago. <laughs> I went from pandering for subscriptions and five stars to talking about how my penis did not cooperate with me and I pissed all over my leg earlier. This is something that never really happened. Maybe I didn't notice if it happened. didn't care that much in my 20s, 30s. I'm 46 years old now. And I sat down to pee. For the main reason, it's a modern-day problem, I was sending an email, but I had to piss. So I tucked it, like, into the seat, you know, and tucked it under there. Usually, the, you know, the upper seat will, will hold it down and, you know, towards the water. But in this case, it didn't happen. It just it, it went up between the seat and the toilet bowl, that little area right there. And I was peeing and it shot out of that area all over my freaking leg and the, and the shorts that I was wearing at the time. If there's any indication of how the rest of your day is going to go, it's peeing on yourself. So I did a podcast earlier. I did the nine mile drive wrestling podcast earlier. And in between I had to take a piss. I drank a lot of freaking Starbucks coffee. Uh, and I just had to pee, right? I just got done talking for an hour and a half. Now I got another hour and a half where I'm going to be talking on this podcast. And I'm sitting there just taking a piss. I had to get some emails done. Okay. Cause every time I do these podcasts, I get 900 messages, 900 emails, and everybody wants to talk when I can't talk when I'm busy talking. And then, you know, I'm trying to maximize my time, you know, pee, email at the same time. Don't worry, I wash my hands. Even right now, I'm getting one, two, three fucking messages. And that's great. That's great. When the messages stop, that's when you start worrying. But, I, you know, I like it. But they always seem to choose the time when, I, when I, I'm talking to you. So you're more important right now, especially if I start getting paid for this thing. Anyways, I changed my shorts. Washed myself from the waist down because I didn't feel like doing the full shower. Washed all the pee off of me. Cleaned it up off the bathroom floor as well. And guys, if you're listening, you know that this happens. For guys, it's not like a big thing. For girls, it's like, ew, oh my God, he peed on himself. Fuck you. (laughs) Right in the face. I'll pee on you next time. How about that? Anyways, it's... uh. Yeah, it's, it's been a good day other than that. I can't complain. I went to Target. They were playing good music at Target. They had The Cure playing. I actually made a Facebook post about it. I was so happy. They played three songs in the row from The Cure. It was so important to me that I had to make a Facebook post about it and tell you about it. And now I'm talking about it on my podcast. What a waste of fucking time. This is not important shit. It's not. I'm going to start talking about the headlines here in about 30 seconds. But my life like was made complete today because they played three songs in a row by The Cure at Target. I got a bag of frozen chicken there. I got some, some freaking stuff. I stopped at the Starbucks on the way out, and they were playing The Cure. And it was so important that I had to talk about it and waste your time right now and waste everybody's time reading it on Facebook because it was so awesome. Why did we do this shit? I need to do another episode about why we do the things we do on social media, why we say the things that we say. Ladies and guys. here's the easiest way to get me at least and probably a lot of other people to unfriend you. 
quit posting pictures of your face. Okay, once in a while, it's okay. I do it. Everybody does it. I like to have something maybe going on or maybe I'm promoting something at the same time. Here's my face. There's a cat in the background. Okay, cool. But if you post 17 times a day, I'll even say seven times a day, and it's just your face in different angles with the same stupid smile on your face, stop it. Nobody cares about that. Nobody wants to see you that much. It doesn't matter how hot you are. It it doesn't matter how handsome you are. Nobody wants to see your face like 15 times when they're scrolling down Instagram. Nobody wants to see it. Stop it. Why do we do that? (laughs) How many times have you saw that or done that? Jerk. Quit it. How many times? How many times you go to the scroll? Yeah. Oh, there's my friend Karen. I'll just say Karen. I don't know. Oh, there's Karen again. Oh, there's three in a row from Karen. These are all the same pictures. Oh, that one has a different filter on it. Okay. What the fuck, Karen? Stop doing that. Unfriend. Done. I'll never have to look at your face again. I've had good friends that I've either blocked or muted or unfriended or whatever just because I can't stand their repetitious face. Talk about wasting my time. I would rather hear about the music that you've heard at Walmart today than see your face 17 times. Because at least I can go, oh, okay, cool. That's three seconds of my life. If I'm scrolling through your face, that's like a minute. We only get so many minutes, so many seconds to live. 80 years to play. How many times have I got to say that? And you're wasting my time with that shit. And I'm wasting your time talking about the cure. And I'm wasting your time right now by not immediately getting to the headlines. It's time for the headlines, baby. Let's get funky. Okay. Headline time. This is where we talk about all the, uh, well, headlines, news headlines, entertainment headlines, whatever the hell I want to talk about, baby, because that's just my show. Me's, me's name is on the, the the name of the show. It's my name, the Brandon Bishop Podcast. I could have named it something else. I used to do something called The Angry Show, and I thought this would actually, when I first started contemplating doing my own podcast, it was going to be The Angry Show with Brandon Bishop. But I'm not always angry. I mean, I know it comes off a lot like I am. I'm very judgmental, negative at times. And like I said, it's my outlet. So I have to be, you know, get it. I have to shit everything out on this podcast. That's bugging me. So it is kind of the angry show, but it's a good name. Maybe I should change it to the angry show. We used to do it. I used to travel all over the country and just film something in every city that was bugging me about that city. Like in Chicago, we did gang violence. We did uh, the nine 11 at ground zero in New York city. We did, uh, uh, you know, talking about people that hate gay people in San Francisco. Uh, we've done a lot. We did probably about 50 episodes of that thing. And uh, I took it off of side TV because I'm the owner of the company and I just came off like a douchebag and I didn't want to do that. And I don't want to do that here either, but it is the Brandon Bishop podcast. You're not going to agree with everything that I say. Of course, I don't want you to. I want civil debate. It's when you become stupid that I'm going to destroy you verbally because I can and I will. And you know what? I want to. Yeah. Just don't be stupid. Just debate me. Okay? I understand. We all have different opinions on politics and religion and, and everything. Like the meat of this episode is sexism. And how are we supposed to act these days as, as men? <laughs> because I don't fucking know. I'm going to try to figure it out with you as we're talking about it. 
feel free to leave comments and questions. I got a bunch of mail here too. I got like six or seven good questions uh, at the Brand of Bishop podcast Facebook page. Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. Give it to me, baby. And um, yeah, let's communicate. But like I said, the meat of the episode is uh, like feminism, sexism, whatever the hell you want to call it. And just uh, we talked a little bit about the Me Too stuff last week or the week before. Who knows? These are all blurring together at this point. Anyways, headline time. I'm on NPR. It's a bunch of shit, man. Okay, more coronavirus news. New coronavirus uh, disease officially named COVID-19 by the World Health Organization. Let's find out what that's all about now. Uh, The new coronavirus disease was first identified uh, in Wuhan, which is a place in China, I believe, has received an official name from the world. Okay, it's the same thing. Wait, is it a new coronavirus or is it the same coronavirus? Okay, it's just another way of saying coronavirus. I thought it was like a new strand or something. I'm like, well, damn, this thing's spreading quick. So that's the official name is COVID-19. So that's what you need to be afraid of now. Uh, Sorry, it's killing people. That sucks. Lots of people dying, getting sick, ruining their worlds. And I know it's far away from us, privileged Americans, but at the same time, it's not that far. Small blue rock people. From breastfeeding to Beyonce, Skimmed tells a new story about black motherhood. More segregation shit. See, both ends of that. It, do I just think, am, am I irrational? Am I just like some privileged white guy who's never had to live the struggle? And I don't mean to say that in a stupid voice, but it's what it sounds like to me when people say, you don't know my struggle. Well, you don't know my fucking struggle. It has nothing to do with your color of your skin. And I'm tired of saying this every week. But when it comes to like stories like this, it shouldn't be black motherhood. It should just be motherhood. Most of us, like I said a million times, don't care what color your skin is. We hate that slavery happened to all the people that were slaves. We hate you know, the discrimination that's happening today. We hate it. We don't want to see it anymore, but there's two ends of the spectrum in that, that will result in eventual fixing of the problem. First of all, for everybody, and I've said this again, I don't want to keep repeating myself every week, but for those of you who judge anybody other than character action and skill, especially with what how much skin pigmentation they have. You're fucking stupid and you know you're stupid and you're outdated and you're a stone age piece of shit. Okay. It's over. We don't judge people by the color of their skin anymore. As a human race, we have to evolve to that point where we do not judge people by how much skin pigmentation they have. It's dumb. It's dumb. You're dumb. Stop it. It's fucking stupid. It's got to end on your and That's half of it. That has to end that half of it has got to go away. Stop judging people by the color of their fucking skin. And most of us, I'll dare say 89% of us do not. It never crosses our mind what color somebody is when they walk by us or when we're talking to them. It never crosses our fucking mind. And then there's the other half of this shit, the self segregation where you keep, you have to put a title of the color of your skin, whether it's Latino or black or whatever on anything, everything. I'm in the black business thing. I'm in the, the black council of this. I'm in the black to just be a fucking thing. 
You don't have to separate yourself. And then you wonder why you're separated. You don't have to have Black History Month. Just honor them as human beings. It's, I don't know. Am, am I wrong in, in looking at things this way where everybody's already equal? I think a lot of people don't feel equal because they don't let themselves feel equal. They always got to be in a subcategory. They have to be a minority. No, you're not a minority. We're all fucking one goddamn human race. And I sound like a fucking hippie every time I say this shit, but it's true in my mind. Anyway. (laughs) So black breastfeeding Beyonce don't give a shit about Beyonce at all. Teacher unions, 109 troops suffered brain injuries in Iran uh, strike, says the Pentagon. So, yeah, when we killed that guy, uh, Baloney Salami, whatever his fucking name was, um, they came back and shot some missiles at a U.S. air base in Iraq, Iraq, and uh, 45 or more U.S. service members have been diagnosed with traumatic brain injuries after Iran's attack on Ain al-Assad Air Force Base in, uh, in Iraq, raising the total number of troops injured to the, in the ballistic missile attack to 109. Okay, well, here, here's the thing. Where is everybody on the right, all of you southern rednecks out there who just love Donald Trump and you love the administration and you love our military? Where the fuck are you? Where's the outrage about this? It's non-existent because, oh, there's a Republican. I love Trump, so I'm not going to be mad about this. If fucking Obama was in the White House still and 109 troops got injured in any form or way, it could be fucking hangnails. 109 troops get injured under... an a Democrat's leadership in, in, within the Democrats administration, you, and if, if they didn't fight back, you would lose your fucking mind. Now, do I think they should start a war with Iran over this? No, absolutely not. The long-term effects are nothing compared to what would happen. Uh, what, what happened with this missile strike, like 109 injuries, like, okay, we shouldn't have killed that guy in the first place because of the long-term effects that could have happened and almost did. So we're waving our dicks at each other. And you know what? Iran wins. And there's no outrage from the Trumpers. None. Why didn't we go in there and fucking turn that place into a glass fucking desert? Why not? They hurt 109 of our soldiers, our sons, our daughters our brothers and sisters, our fathers and mothers. Can't believe that Democrat president just sat on his ass with a thumb up his ass and did nothing about it. Just got punked out like a little bitch. It's exactly what you people would have said if that happened under Obama or any other Democrat. Which probably wouldn't have happened because we wouldn't have killed that guy and gotten retaliated against. But no, Trump sits on his fucking fat orange ass and does nothing when 109 troops get injured. Possibly permanently. Who knows? I don't know any of them. Nothing. Nothing happened. No retaliation. And none of you are saying anything about it. Hypocritical 
dumb fucks. That's what you all are. Seriously. And I don't, like I said, I don't want there to be a retaliation. I really don't. It would end up bad. Instead of 109 hurt, we'd have thousands and thousands dead, especially innocent Ira- uh, Iranian people. It's so fucking stupid. But yeah, the lack of outrage makes me kind of giggle a little bit at your hypocrisy. Colorado voters are, are set to decide if wolves should be reintroduced to the state. Oh, come on. Don't, you know, I hike a lot. I don't, you know, what the fuck would wolves, I mean, nothing against wolves. I'm sure there's places everywhere where wolves should be living and breeding and having a great wolf party time. But I don't want to be hiking out there with my kid and then a fucking wolf attacks me. And we hike all over this place. For wolf advocate Larry Weiss, uh, the battle to bring wolves back to Colorado isn't just about ecology. It's about challenging more than a century of U.S. wildlife management. Last summer, retired animal rights lawyer, there's a retired animal rights lawyer, okay, uh, spent days gathering signatures uh, for an in- initiative set to appear on Colorado's November ballot. Okay, well, what are the positives about putting wolves back everywhere like I said, nothing against wolves. I know some wolves. They're great people. Uh, good, good people. Good, solid, hardworking wolves. And I have nothing against them, but I just don't want to be attacked by a wolf. Anyway, I, I, that's a long-ass story, and I can't find anything relevant in it, so fucking move on. New Hampshire primaries. Um, <laughs> how many delegates do the uh, 2020 Democratic presidential uh, candidates currently have? Pete Buttigieg has 13, Sanders has 12, and then the rest don't fucking matter because they have no chance in hell. Um, it's going to come down to those two guys. And because Buttigieg, which I think is the right way to say it, we've heard it enough now, is the, the he's the golden boy. He's the Obama. He's the, he's the one they're going to run with this year. All the established Democrats and established Democratic system is going to get behind him and put their money behind him. When Bloomberg bows out of the race, he'll put his money behind him. Because he's the corporate uh, stooge. He's going to be the face of the you know, corporate of America. He can win. He's a gay man. It's a, it's a first. You know, they had to run the black guy. He wins. They had to run the woman. She lost. Now they're going to run a gay guy. And it's, it's fine. Awesome. None of that fucking matters at all. But in their minds, it does. Because that's the gimmick. That's the angle. That's the hook. So, uh, yeah, Buttigieg is probably going to win the nomination. To be honest with you, I'm just, just, just shooting here. I'm, ver- I'm voting for Bernie Sanders, like I told you last week. I'm going to vote for him in the, in the Democratic primaries, and I'm going to vote for him to be president if he wins, which I don't think he will because everyone's against him. The Democrats are against him. The Republicans are against him. The system is against him. The federal banking system is against him. Big Pharma is against him. The insurance companies are against him. Every major business entity that uh, makes a huge revenue is, is against him, and they should be for their own self-interests. But we, the people, should be supporting him for our best self-interest. Stop being programmed by what they put in your head on the 24-7 media. Stop it. You're smarter than that. Make your own goddamn decisions. Not what you see on Fox News. Not what you see on CNN. Not what you see on headline news. Be smarter. 
oh, it's going to break us if we do uh, free education and free health care. He's just shooting out his ass. He'll never get that passed. Yeah, with that attitude, he won't. Who doesn't want at least two years free education? It's education. It's not like we're handing out gold bracelets. It's not like we're giving everybody a free fucking car. It's education. Why is that a luxury in our country? Why is healthcare a luxury in our comp in our country? It makes no sense. If everybody has healthcare, they're going to be a healthier nation and that drives down the costs of medicine. That drives down the costs of visiting a doctor. Why can't you understand that? I am not any smarter than the next person next to me. I mean, well, depends on who I'm sitting next to, I guess, but I'm not like some genius here. And I understand that. Free health care will eliminate all government subsidies attached to the subject. Why can't you understand that we'll actually save money? Ah! <laughs> it doesn't make any damn sense, man. It doesn't make any damn sense. I already told you all the democratic socialist type activities. Listen to last week's. I don't want to go through them again. And you're going to complain about adding health care and education to that. Eliminating college debt, which is fucking a virus in this country. Done with you stupid people. And yes, I'm calling you fucking stupid. Because you're not smart enough to spend any time researching it. Because you're too attached to the little R in front of people's names. You're too attached to the fact that you just can't wait to piss off anybody with a D in front of their names. How stupid is this shit? Everybody should have health care and a basic minimum education, college education. Everybody should fucking have that. And if you disagree with that, I should punch you in a goddamn mouth because you're fucking stupid and you deserve to be punched in the mouth. Maybe it'll shake something fucking loose in your head and, and make you realize how dumb you are. Tired of that shit. Anyways, I didn't mean to yell at you this early. We're still in the headlines. Oh, fucking wolves. I, I don't want to get attacked by a wolf. Anyway, <laughs> everything is politics and coronavirus right now and wolves. So uh, let's get out of the headlines and talk about some more fun shit. Product placement. Brandon likes this stuff. Okay, once again, I'm going to get selfish with the product placement. And until the advertisers start inundating our little fun club here by paying me lots of money to talk about their shit, I'm going to talk about my shit. Asai TV, it's available right now. It's only 5 bucks, 17 cents a day, less than that cup of Starbucks coffee that I drank this morning, less than that delicious chorizo potatoes uh, breakfast burrito I had yesterday from Taco Star down the street, less than all that shit. That burrito was like $7. I think they ripped me off. Seriously, looking back at it, it, they're $3.99 on the menu, and I got charged $7. All I asked for was extra cheese. That's it, man. Fuck you, Taco Star. Get better customer service, too. Look, I understand. You can't speak good English. That's fine. Whatever. We can communicate. But please and thank you and welcome to the store are just things that you should always say. I don't think I'll be going there anymore. They ripped me off for a burrito, and their customer service is like talking to the biggest assholes in the world. What do you, yeah, what do you want? That's literally how they answered the drive-thru thing. Yeah, 
What can I get? Like, what? What can I get for you? Can I have a breakfast burrito with like chorizo, potatoes, cheese, and eggs? Yeah. Pull up. That's it. That is legitimately verbatim what he said to me yesterday. Like, fuck you and fuck your business. I hope you go out of business just for your shitty customer service. Your burritos are not that good. I can make a better one in my kitchen, and I should have. And by the way, my kitchen, little side note, thanks, mom. My mom got these, like, copper ceramic pans, and she loves them. And she likes to share the wealth, I guess. So she sent me, like, a four of these things, like these little frying pans and saucepans and everything. And I, too, love them. That's not my product placement. It could be, though. Maybe next week. Love them. They look pretty. They're brand new. Nothing better for me than like brand new kitchen shit. So if you're out there and you want to send me something nice because you love me and you love my podcast, send me kitchen shit. I don't even care what it is. It doesn't matter how expensive it is. Just send me kitchen shit. Love it. Or stuff like cameras and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, that's, you know, if you really have to, you really have to love this podcast. Anyway. What else is going on? Oh, it's uh, product placement time. I got to call somebody. I'm going to call uh, Mike Moore. Uh, and I'll, okay, no, okay, let me go, go back to the setup. Mike Moore is uh, my new developer for Asai TV. You can get Asai TV right now at asytv.com. Hundreds of hours of all original and classic TV and movies available for you right there. Asai Paranormals built into it. There's a shit ton of stuff on here. You've got Netflix, you've got Hulu, you've got Amazon Prime, you've got Disney Plus, you've got all of that shit, HBO Go, WWE Network. Add Asai TV to the mix. ASYTV.com. Go there right now, subscribe. And pretty soon, we're going to be back on Roku, Amazon Fire, and debuting on uh, Apple TV. And this is the guy, my new uh, developer, hopefully he answers. Working with this kid, and uh, I'm excited. I'm even more excited if he answers the phone. He's on standby. Okay. It's not live radio, but it's uh, live as I'm doing it. Maybe he had to take a pee break. Maybe he's working on my shit really hard. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. Well, that's embarrassing. Okay, let's try that again. Maybe he just took my money and ran. He's like, there he is. Hey, Brandon. What, you taking a pee break? (laughs) Coffee break, actually. Oh. Just trying to get some energy. Coffee breaks usually are followed up by pee breaks. I'm just gonna I'll pretend. Survive. I'm just gonna pretend like you're just working so hard that you didn't hear that first on, on a side TV that you didn't hear no, that I, first uh, call. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm on. The, you're on the Brandon Bishop podcast. We're uh, talking to thousands and thousands of people right now. So I wanted to put you in the product placement uh, category of the show because you have a, a pro, you have a service that you do where you build channels. And you've been doing this for a while. I've told you a thousand times about the nightmare that I had with the previous developer for years. Um, You know, when you're on the phone with somebody you're doing business with and he's crying because he has to take a second job, literally crying because he has to take a second job as an Uber driver and then begging for more money, you're pretty much in a bad spot, right? 
Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not going to have that with you, right? I mean, you're not going to be a Lyft driver this time or, you know, like I crying because you can't feed your kids. <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. Uh, although it, it kind of sounds like fun a little bit, but I think I'll pass. This no, if out. you're joking, I'll find it hilarious, <laughs> but it was no joke. You can only, no. you can only Uber so many pizzas to somebody in San Diego. <laughs> I sent this guy like five pizzas, uh, like burritos and everything. Okay, I'll feed your family for him. Just do this fucking thing I need done. Like, just do it. Uh, yeah. So I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to mention anything about him. It was a cost me three years of my life. And I'm excited to work with you. Tell me about what you do. Give me a company because there may be somebody out here that listens and wants to do their own, you know, streaming platform, channel, network, whatever. And uh, you're the guy. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for uh, for inviting me. And um, yeah, so um, we've been in the business for about eight years now, and um, we have a video content management system that allows um, people to take their content and distribute it in a number of ways. And um, for Sci TV, that's uh, Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire TV. And so, um, which we've been uh, off, we've, we've not been on, we, we were on Roku and we had the website. That's how everybody watched before. Mm-hmm. And we've been off for almost my, when did I start talking to you? Like a year ago? Yeah. It's, Just been, about, it's been about a year. Yeah. So, so we've been nice off to get things going. Yeah. We've been off that platform for those platforms for almost a year. And it sickens me because this is what mm-hmm. I do. You know, and this is my passion. If, if, you know, I have a real kid and he's great, but other than him, this is my baby. And I'm putting, you're basically my babysitter, so. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm happy we're getting things going and, um, you know, looking forward to, to Asai TV being on the platforms, uh, not just Roku, although that's going to be, um, you know, getting your bread and butter back up and running, but also uh, Apple TV and Amazon Fire TV. I'm really looking forward to, to seeing your content flourish on the, those platforms. And I must really trust you because you have all my passwords now. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have the, the Stripe thing where I take payments. You have like all my content. It's like all sitting in your lap right now. So uh, yeah. if I trust him, then anybody who's listening who wants to start a channel can also trust him. And uh, if he screws up, trust me, I'll tell you guys about it too. Um, <laughs> it's an open platform. You know, you got to be honest with your, with your listeners. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So, uh, what what is the next steps? Because I know I've already sent everything, hundreds and hundreds of TV shows. Were you a little overwhelmed about our content, or is it uh, pretty commonplace? Yeah, not 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 overwhelmed at all. Um, you know, um, we're used to seeing large um, repositories and everything of of content. That's um, a good thing. In fact, um, you know, you have a lot of great great video content um, and. Um, so, you know, we're, we're currently, we're going through the process right now and, um, you've spent a little bit of time in, in the system in the management system, um, preparing, you know, how we organize the content and all of that kind of stuff. And, um, we're right now starting the, um, process or, or continuing the process of, uh, bringing your, your videos in, um, in a bulk fashion. Um, so that way. Um, it's a little bit easier for you on the onboarding side of things. Um, but which, yeah. which means um, basically labeling everything for hours and hours and hours and hours. 
Exactly. Yeah, we're yeah. avoiding that uh, right out of the gate. You know, there's no sense in in uh, uploading a one one off video hundreds of times in a row. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll go ahead and through the onboarding process, uh, bulk upload all your content um, through our our process and transcode it, get it prepped for. Uh, playback on those platforms. Well, that was one of the nightmares with the last developer. I would spend hours, you know, putting the titles and descriptions and, you know, the thumbnails and all that stuff and putting them in order, the shows, you know, by season, by episode. And then I would check the, you know, a a couple days later, I would check it on Roku and everything would be scrambled and none of the titles were there. And it's like, dude, I spent like five hours doing this. And then you have to spend another five hours fixing it. And then uh, two weeks later, did it again. And it's like, what the, ah. So yeah, yeah. That, that's what I lived with for three years. That is why I probably take high blood pressure medication at the moment. Uh, <laughs> literally, I, I wish I was joking. And it was just, you know, but everything you've got so far seems to be real simple, real straightforward. And uh, how do people reach you uh, online or, you know, email, whatever, if they're interested in doing their own I mean, it won't be as, whatever they do is not going to be anywhere near as cool as a side TV. Of course, of course. <laughs> <Yep>. Right. Right. <laughs> no, right. right. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, uh, they can reach us at, um, TV apps.ninja on our website, TV apps.ninja. Um, and, uh, my email address, I guess would be, uh, Mike at more studios.net. Um, and, uh, would be happy to, to, uh, get them onboarded. Where did I come up with the name Michael Bourne? I called you Bourne. Mike Bourne, B-O-R-N-E, for you know like weird? ever. Is uh, that's actually a name in our family history? That's uh, so weird. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I, uh, I told everybody. Even I told my partner. I was like, "Hey, call Michael Bourne, and you know, discuss so and so." And and she was like, "His name's Michael Moore." I'm like, "No, it's not." <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, it is." I've been calling you Michael Bourne for like a year. Until we really? actually started building the channel. Now it's like, oh, son of a bitch. And then I'm like, wait a minute. Is it, is it the Michael Moore? Because I love Michael Moore. Like, is it that guy, the yeah. director guy? And he's like, no, it's not him. It's, no, up. no. I get mixed up with him all the time. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, Born, Born's actually in the, it's in the family family uh, history. And um, that's interesting. I, I never heard you mention that. But, um, yeah, Michael Moore is the name. So. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Well, if, if anybody out there is looking to build their own channel or even like a business, I hooked you up with my buddy, Dan with Indigo river publishing. I guess he's got something called, is it still blue TV? Yeah, it's blue, blue television. Um, and, uh, we're, we're getting them onboarded as well through the process. So cool. So I get a massive discount for recommendations, right? And <laughs> of course, um, yeah. <laughs> and if anybody out there needs a channel, whether it's a business channel where you can feature your business or classes or something like that, and you want to be in literally millions of homes overnight, what's well, not overnight, it's a building process. But as soon as you flick that switch, we're in millions of homes all over the world, basically. So if you need yeah. that, or if you have a, you know, an idea for a television network that you think is going to be as good as a side TV, but it's not, uh, reach out to Michael Moore, not Mr. Bourne, but Michael Moore, and uh, go to tvapps.ninja. Did I say that right? That's right, yep, tvapps.ninja. And uh, get started. You know, People always think this is an impossible task until you start. And then you realize that it's very doable. Technology has caught up to a lot of dream dreams and dreamers like myself. And we can do these things now. It's really cool. You can have your own television network. You can have your own like streaming platform business entity. 
that, you know, millions of people can watch. You can, you know, make money with it. You can make a living with it. I have for the last five years somehow. So, you know, get with Mike and uh, make this thing happen. And then uh, he'll give me even a bigger discount for your recommendation. <laughs> that was a ominous laugh. Like, all right, brother, I've already given you a discount, prick. You, <laughs> yeah. Be happy, you son of a bitch. So, yeah. and it's way more affordable than you than most people might think it is. So, uh, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. I'm excited again because of you and uh, the partnership that we're building here. So, uh, thanks, and I can't wait to, to get this thing. We'll talk again when we get it launched. What do you say? Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it, and I uh, appreciate it. Thank you, Brennan. No problem. Now get back to work. All right. All right. All right. That was Michael Bourne. And uh, yeah, the Ninja. that's my product placement for the day. He's doing good stuff. He builds amazing channels. I've seen some of his other work. If you're interested, uh, tvapps.ninja.com. Welcome to the Hall of Respect. These people are awesome. I love them. I like this positivity. That was a nice, that was a nice call with Mike. I'm, I'm really excited to get Asai TV back on Roku and have it debut on Amazon Fire and Apple TV. That's that's like, what, 90 million homes right there. Speaking that there's only 350-some-odd million people in this country, that pretty much reaches everybody. And if you can't reach it on one of those streaming platforms, go to AsaiTV.com. It's already there. It's only 5 bucks, man, $5 for over 600 hours of all original content that we film and produce. And then there's a side TV classics on there, which features a ton of like old school, like heyday of entertainment, like three stooges and Vic, Dick Van Dyke show, Bonanza, Lucy's show, uh, Sherlock Holmes, one step beyond horror movies, all these amazing, like old school, classic TV and movie shows, uh, movie shows, TV shows and movies. Yeah, it's all there. It's only five bucks, 17 cents a day. You can afford it. There's truly something on there that everyone will like. I don't feel like going through the whole lineup right now, but, uh, Check it out, asytv.com, coming soon, back to a streaming platform in your living room. So, yeah, really excited about that. And I'm going to keep it positive. Um, The Hall of Respect, and I think this may be a two-time introduction, Vince McMahon. I have nothing but respect for him. Not only has he given me, and I know this isn't the wrestling podcast, but I'm not going to talk about wrestling this time. I'm going to talk about football. Yeah, the XFL is back. It failed 20 years ago after one season, but he said, no, no, I'm not going to stand for that. And that's a mentality that I've always shared with him. Maybe I partially even learned from him. I, I want to do something. I say I'm going to do something. I fucking try to do something. Whether I fail or succeed, I did something. And if I fail, I'll keep doing it until it succeeds. That is my mindset. That is what everybody should have circling around in their brain every time they launch an endeavor. I respect the hell out of that. I do. Not only has he given me a lifetime of entertainment, not only has he given me the, the, the want to be a pro wrestler, which I got to do to this day for like 20 years. I got to be in that industry and have those, that family of friends that I have from it. I mean, he changed my life as a kid just from doing what he does. He changed, he changed me as a person, and I respect that, and, and it's a better person. He gave me that, that thing, whether it's entertainment or not. It occupied me as a kid. It, it, it fulfilled me as an adult. And even now to this day, when I'm 46 years old, I'm still in the ring doing things. And I'm still getting ready to bring back my own promotion, Asylum Wrestling. And he's still offering me entertainment. And yes, the XFL back in the day failed, fell flat on its face, whatever. I still enjoyed it. 
but it's back and season one has just, or the new season has started and the first week has gone by the first four games. And you know what? Yes, they were half empty arenas, but you know what? They were still half full. It's the whole way of looking at things. They only wanted to have 15, or of course they wanted to have more, but they only planned on having 15 to 20,000 people attend these events. And you know what? They succeeded. Nearly every game brought almost 18,000 people, if not more. And there's only eight teams right now, but I hope they succeed. And then it's 16 teams, and then they keep adding teams. Give me a Detroit team to, to, to root for, please. I, I need that. I don't have a team right now. I'm rooting for the whole league. So, um, yeah, it's, a, it's an exciting new football thing. I'm not even a football fan. I'm not an NFL fan. The fans have ruined that for me. The overabundant, rabid, like crazy, emotional fans have ruined football for me. And as a Lions fan my whole life, I, I, I have nothing really to look forward to. So I'm excited about this new endeavor. I'm excited uh, for the XFL. I'm excited for Vince McMahon as a human. Dude, he said he was going to do something, and he did it. It's that simple. Just like I was talking to Mike about. A lot of people have ideas, but they're afraid to move on them. Here's what you do. Set a date. Set a date. This is when this is going to happen. I don't know how it's going to happen, but this is when it's going to happen. I do that shit on a weekly basis. So yeah, Vince McMahon, Hall of Respect. I think that's the second time I've inducted him. And there'll probably be a third and fourth and fifth time. So the, guy, the guy's in his mid-70s and he's still making shit happen. It's amazing. Oh God, welcome to the Dungeon of Douches. These people are assholes. Today's Dungeon of Douche is brought to you by our good friends at Religion. Yeah, they always seem to come up with something just insane. I mean, not that the foundations of organized religion isn't insane enough, but always happens to just one-up us all the time. When we're not expecting it to, we're just like, you know what, yeah, we, we accept that you know, religion is what it is, and, and then out of left field, bam! Minister says he wants to sue the NFL and Pepsi over the Super Bowl halftime show. <sighs> Bam! <laughs> Out of nowhere. Uh, you know, this is the kind of story, though, that I'm, I'm grateful for, because this is what the Dungeon of Douche is all about. I think I've gotten away from that a little bit, got a little political at times, got a little, you know, issue-oriented at times. But no, this is the stuff. This is the greatest stuff in the world right here for the Dungeon of Douche. For anybody... That deserves to be like yanked. Let me let me go through the whole process. If anybody deserves to be dragged through a dark, musky, disgusting, filthy, just brick wall, stone wall, like bars in the window hallway through water and muck and mud and disgusting and bugs and rats just dragged through that hallway by their hair. I don't think this guy has any hair. Okay, by his face. And then chained upside down by his ankles with the, with the, with the, the clamps. And you're tightening them up with a big wrench. Until his feet turn blue. And he's hanging upside down with his head like immersed in like three or four inches. It's like right, right above the eyes, like right up to the eyebrows of just disgusting filth and garbage juice and rat piss and just ugliness. And left there to rot with all the rats and spiders and, and, and creepies and crawlies and furries and fuzzies and ew. 
this is the kind of guy that deserves that and it deserves to be there. And I'm not sure if this is a, a joke. It seems like a joke, especially when the figures, they, I don't even know if it's, it's like 300 million or something like that. It, it's craziness. An Ohio minister says that he fears for his soul. Oh God, I'm going to have to do my, my, my preacher voice again. I fear for my soul after watching Jennifer Lopez and that Shakira halftime performance at the Super Bowl. And now I'm pushing for a class action lawsuit against the league and the sponsors Pepsi. I do like Pepsi, but I'm going to sue them. I'll drink Coke instead. Maybe even RC Cola, if that's still a thing. Dave Dobbenmeyer. Dobbenmeyer. David Dobbenmeyer. Look him up. D-A-U-B-E-N-M-I-R-E. Is threatening to sue the NFL and Pepsi for contributing to the delinquency of a minor. I think we ought to go to the courtroom and present this as evidence on how whomever is keeping me from getting <laughs> getting into the kingdom of heaven to where I can be with Jesus. These are fucking verbatim words, by the way, in this story, at least. Dobbin Meyer said in his webcast, Pass the Salt. Oh, I've got to look this shit up right now. I could go into a courtroom and say, viewing what you put in that screen puts me in danger of hellfire. <laughs> this is serious. Oh, Meyer goes on to say that the performance contained no warning, which the minister believes was needed. He said that many children were watching the football game and were not expecting to see the pole dancing and crotch flashing. Crotch flashing? They've got crotch shots flying everywhere. <laughs> this is legitimate. Oh, fuck. They're <laughs> I can't even say it. There were crotch, crotch shots flying everywhere. The Super Bowl. And there were no warnings. Why? Why weren't there any warnings? Dobbenmeyer said. Oh, good. Oh, shit. Okay, what is his show name? Webcast Pass the Salt. I'm clicking on that. Will it come up? Oh, Coach Dave Live is off the air. Is there any archives? Holy shit. Please tell me. Please tell me that there's a video with audio. Oh, yes. Oh, of course it's on Fox News. Here we go. Oh, and there's a Sonic the Hedgehog commercial. Let's go ahead and mute that because uh, that doesn't. Uh, Jim Carrey's in that. Wow, Jim Carrey is like doing Sonic the Hedgehog. Is his? What's going on with Jim Carrey? Can't we get another Ace Ventura? We have to do Sonic the Hedgehog. Okay, what do we got here? Oh shit! Where's the mute button? Pepsi and uh, whoever else you want involved in there—they pumped soft pornography into our home oh without our warning. I'm not worried about my own eternal soul. I'm Listen not worried about music any in the of background. that stuff. I'm worried about the young eyes that were able to view that uh, halftime porn show, soft porn show. Oh, God, with, I can see his feet turning blue right now. It's turning me on. This is about to show up inside there. Hanging upside down, turning purple. This is a story about him. I think that clip was taken from his Pass the Salt, which is a bad idea. Don't pass the salt. The sodium is killing people. Major 
contributed contribution to heart disease. Is that they didn't put a warning at the beginning saying caution, some of this may not be appropriate for young children. This Why is appropriate for Fox News. Why do that? That's that's the ultimately that's my complaint. Not that I'm too prudish to have my holy eyes see that, holy but the eyes. young children, unprotected eyes, were seeing it. That's that's my complaint. Uh, what's yeah? What is the difference between the cheerleaders doing that? Somebody asked. Um. <laughs> There's cheerleaders that are half naked on each sideline. Well, you would you would certainly agree with me, wouldn't you? That uh, no, a young girl doing flips at a at a high school basketball game. It's not the same as uh, the television lens zooming in on exactly what's happening in front of us, right? We understand that. That's exactly the, the, the entire same. focus. Half naked women or half naked women. Times was there was the anatomy. All I'm asking for is a fair warning, so I can guard the eyes of young children from that. And I believe that I represent, no matter how much the, the media, not, not including you, no matter how much the media has tried to make me look like a fool, I represent millions of Americans. Not sure it's the media doing that. Of this stuff coming into our home, especially without our approval. Oh, how does the, this question's being asked, how does the so-called provocative dancing impact his salvation? Talk, uh, talk to a parent out there who's dealing with porno- pornography issues with their sure children. sure you did. Young kids who are trapped, who are lured into pornography. Uh-huh. And men whose lives are destroyed, marriages that were destroyed because pornography. If you think pornography is something to laugh, laugh at, then you are on the wrong side of the border. I've never laughed at pornography. I jerk off to it. Pornography is a tremendously damaging issue in America today. Uh-huh. And what did they do? They indoctrinated, introduced children to pornography. I guarantee you this guy has jerked off to hustler magazines and playboy or penthouse or he's 90 so i mean like old you know black and white stag films guarantee it men are programmed in our dna to shoot loads that's what we do even to this day i'm 46 years old i have to get it out every single day whether i have you know i'm lucky enough to have a friend come over and you know offer their hand mouth or vagina or i just do it myself it has to get done. The pipes have to be cleaned. This guy as well has the same pipes that I do. Uh, you jerk off, dude. I know you jerk off. There's no doubt about it. You probably still to this day jerk off. Hypocrite motherfucker. And I don't think it's a laughing matter. There's another question. Should there also be warnings for children about traumatic brain industries in, in injuries ahead of football games? Well, well yeah. Watching McDonald's makes me want to eat a hamburger. Watching Donato's commercial makes me want to eat Donato's. That's called marketing. What was the NFL trying to market to young minds when they put that stuff on the TV? That's a good question. If they want to put it on the TV, they can do that. Feel free to do that. But again, I come back to what I believe to be a reasonable position. Why don't they warn us that some of the stuff that's about to appear on the screen may not be suitable for young children? That's... You see that what he's doing right now is he found he found his niche in this whole complaint. At first of all, it started off just like he was offended because he had to look at hot chicks and you know the kids had to look at hot chicks. He's offended. Then he kind of turns it around and goes, "Oh, how do I make myself righteous in this in this quest and in, in this journey through offendedness? How do I make myself Oh, I know. There should be a warning." That's his angle. Is he wrong? Uh, 
where does it end? Where do the warnings end, though? Didn't Maroon 5, like Adam Levine singers, like do a shirtless performance at a Super Bowl or some big thing? I remember him being like basically half naked on stage, looking all hot like he does. Do we have to have a warning about that? Now, should Janet Jackson be out there flashing her titty around? No. I'm actually, or yeah, because I'm personally not offended by any of this shit. I don't care if my kid sees a tit on the Super Bowl, that, but that's me. I understand I'm the very, very minority here. I don't care about language. I don't care about fucking nudity. All of it means nothing in the grand scheme of things, nothing at all. But should there be a warning that, hey, there's a whole lot of sexy coming up? Ah. If, if they let me write the warning, then yes. And that warning would be like, uh, let me see here. Let me make this correct. Uh, let's see. All right, here's my warning for the next Super Bowl halftime performance, no matter who it is. Ladies and gentlemen, what you're about to see could get really sexy. Some of the hottest people in the world are going to be dancing with very little clothing on right before your face. If your children are in the room, make sure they look away so they don't see... Flashing crotch chops. They don't see boobies flying everywhere. That's getting annoying. Let me try a different one. Oh, jeez. That's fucking awful. I think all of my neighbors are looking for fires now. Anyway, no, there should not be fucking warnings out there. Here's the thing. Maybe there's a warning that just says, let me do this one more time. If you're easily offended, if your skin is thinner than paper, turn the fucking channel and shut your fucking mouth. There we go. So welcome to the Dungeon of Douche, Dave, Minister Dave. I still want to watch some of his shows, though. Just for laughs. Mail Okay, it's mail time. I uh, still have not heard back from Stephen uh, Burns, the guy who sings that song, the original host of Blues Clues. He's not an easy man to track down. He's got a new band called Stephen Stephen, and I want to interview him on this goddamn podcast. I've been trying for months. It's sad. I don't quit when I'm on a quest. I will keep fighting and fighting and, and, and just pushing through the muck in order to get Stephen Michael Burns on the Brandon Bishop podcast in an interview aspect. I want to hear the new music. I've heard some of it. Some of it's online. Look it up. Stephen Stephen is a cool band. It's very Blues Clues-ish. I hate to say that. Uh, but I have not. I've reached out in the minimal ways that he has available to reach out, and I've heard nothing back and it pisses me off when people ignore me because I'm going to get my way one way or another. So Steven, if you're listening, which I know you're not because you haven't contacted me yet, get your shit together, get your head out of your ass, buddy. We need to talk. And I don't, I don't just want to talk about blues clues. Yes. I'm going to talk about it for a second, but I want to talk about the new music. I want to play some of it for you, for the people that listen to this podcast and you're holding it all up, man. I'm getting really pissed off about this stuff. It may be an angry interview. Of course, I'm kidding about all of this stuff. If you're out there, it'll be fun. 
<laughs> I'm really not that passionate about it, but it is a short-term goal that I plan on soon uh, making into fruition. So yeah. Anyways, mail time. Uh, you got some weird questions here and some of them are pretty good. I got a bunch of mail, but like I said, a lot of them just weren't that great. So I'm uh, and a lot of them were duplicates or stuff I've already answered. So I went with uh, the five questions that were uh, worthy of the Brandon Bishop podcast. Not many questions are worthy of such a uh, prestigious podcast. And I, I know that, and it's my responsibility to weed them all out. It's like draining pasta. Oh my God, pasta sounds so freaking good right now. I just bought everything to make spaghetti and I want to make it today without my kid around. And I say that because he doesn't like anything I put in the spaghetti that I like. The sauce, you know, I like mushrooms and onions and green peppers and I like to put little bits of pepperoni and stuff. And I think I've talked about this before, but when he's over and it's spaghetti time, it's just straight sauce and Parmesan cheese on noodles. Maybe he'll eat half a meatball. I can't, I can't, I can't live like that. I can't. So that's one of the positives about being a halftime dad is that when he's not here, I can make my own fucking spaghetti. I can make my own fucking tacos and put whatever I want to in the meat. I made chicken tacos last night with ground chicken. Normally I would put onions, garlic, uh, green chilies, all kinds of, you know, wonderful stuff in the meat. And it's wonderful. When he's here, it's just straight boring meat. All he likes on his tacos are lettuce and cheese. And he's the greatest kid I've ever known. But as far as uh, eating, you know, here's the thing, too. Like when I was a kid, I wouldn't even try tacos. My mom could share that story. I, I wouldn't because I didn't, I felt bad for the cows, <laughs> I guess. So she had to like pay me basically to try a taco. And I can imagine how frustrating she, that w- must have been for her because I'm equally frustrated with his dining choices. It's very bland, very boring. He'll eat, he, the kid eats cucumbers like they're, like they're nothing. Like cucumbers are big and he's not that big, but he'll eat like four cucumbers in a day. Is that even healthy? I imagine it's better than like chicken strips and mac and cheese. Anyways, I don't want to go off on this tangent. <laughs> oh, I do got a question here about the kid though. It was actually question number five, but I'll start off with it for the, for the sake of segueing into, uh, you know, the, the event that we're doing here. What's your favorite toy in your kid's room from Jamie? Um, he doesn't, he has a lot of toys, but he doesn't really play with toys. He, he's a video, he's a gamer. He's a hardcore freaking gamer. He'll sit in front of his gaming computer and just literally, I have to tell him like, get up and do something. <laughs> just, just get up and do something else. Like you're going to, you're going to be a zombie. It's going to happen. And I don't know when, but you're going to be playing a game. Then click boom zombie. And then you're going to, I'll probably be napping on the couch and I'll wake up with you eating my brains, you video game zombie. Uh, but one of the things, I mean, it's my fault. I contributed. I, we got, you know, between me and my mom, we, we were the ones that got him all the stuff. So, but the coolest thing in his room has got to be the Oculus Rift S. It's the brand new Oculus out there. He had the other one. And then like a couple months later, they came out with the new one, which is amazing. And uh, I get in there all the time and play. There's a game called Creed, which is like, you know, it's got Sylvester Stallone in there, the boxing game. And you could sweat your ass off playing this game. You're out there. You got to go through training and all this stuff, and you're punching, and kind of, it's, it's amazing. Then you have fights and all this stuff. It, it's really a cool game, and it looks great. So, um, yeah, highly recommended. Uh, there's a bunch of other games. He's, he, he loves a game called Gorn, uh, Budget Cuts. Uh, you know, there's all these weird games out there. And uh, you know, the climbing, there's amazing, amazing stuff. 
So if you're a gamer and you don't have an Oculus, get one. There's even an Oculus Go, which he also has, that you can take with you and do whatever with it. There's some cool games. But the Oculus Rift S, by far the coolest thing in his room. And he's got a lot of cool stuff in that room. So thanks for the question, Jamie. Um, here's an interesting question. I don't really want to talk too much about Trump. I really don't. But uh, it's, it's a good take on a, on, a, on a Trump question. Name five things that Trump has done that you actually agree with. So this must be from a Trump supporter. Ah, uh, I needed a little help, so I actually took a couple notes. He's done a lot for small business. Uh, he's done a lot for business in general because uh, that's kind of his wheelhouse. And, like he's kind of the, but I mean he's you know helped major businesses like McDonald's and stuff like that. But um, yeah, it, it, it's hard for me to say nice things about Trump because he's such a scumbag and he's such a dimwit. And I don't really want to give him credit for any of the positive things that happened because these are bills set forth by Congress and, and the Senate that he signs off on. It's not like he did them or thought of them. And I know a lot of times, especially within the, the trial and the impeachment and all that stuff, that he's doing things to make himself look good to the other sides or to commonsensical people like myself and you. So he does things to appease us or signs things to appease us. He doesn't do shit. Um, I know there was like a trade war that with Mexico that was about to go bad. Same with China. Uh, I think that's been adverted again. I'm not giving him credit for it. Uh, nursing homes are better off now than they've ever been. And that's a good thing. I know he came to an agreement with, uh, uh, the DACA, the dreamers and all that stuff. Finally, which shouldn't even have been an issue in the first place. Um, I think there's better regulations on like Chinese beef, dairy, and you know poultry and stuff like that. Food. Uh, there's there's a lot of things that have been signed off on. I know there's an autism thing that he recently signed off on. That, and here's the thing though, I, I mentioned this last week, and I think I mentioned it even the week before. Being a good dad, it doesn't require applause or a pat on the back or a freaking cookie for everything that you do. These are your jobs. You do things in the interest of the people who put you in office. Now, I know not everybody agrees on what those things are, but you do things in the best interest of the people. That is your job, dad, president. I'm not going to smack him on the ass and kiss him on the cheek every time fucking he does something that he just he should be doing. If you're at Walmart and somebody walks in the door and you're a greeter, you say, hello, that is your job. Can I help you find anything? Have a great day. That's your job. Do it. So, I mean, just because he does 40% of the things he does, maybe more, I agree with, doesn't make him a great president because there's that other 50% that are just absolutely fucking embarrassing and ludicrous. So, yeah, there's a bunch of shit that he's done. I don't know if I gave you a top five or not, but... Those are things that every president should do. No cookie. Sorry. You're hired. You got the job. Do the job. All right. If I could be any animal, which animal should I be? That's from Tay-Tay. Any animal. I'd be a cat because I get to see my cat all the time sitting here. She gets spoiled. To I'd be my cat. I'd be Marcy J. Cat because she's the spoiled as shit. She sleeps all day. She has no responsibilities. She leaves her toys everywhere. She shits in a box. I have to clean up. She never cleans up after herself. She doesn't have a job. She doesn't do shit. 
So I'd be my cat, Marcy J. Cat. Um, what's the most annoying part of what you do? I'll just, I'll, I'll sum that up to a side TV. The most annoying part about running a side TV for me, thanks, John, uh, would be mental equity. I talk to people all the time about doing new shows, about new concepts, and I get excited about it. And it's, but it's a two fucking person thing, okay? I can't do everything. I can't come up with the show, come up, book all the stuff to make the show happen, film the show, produce the show. It, that's a lot of responsibility, and I have like 50 shows. So, I mean, if I'm talking to you, and I know a lot of you listening to me may have had this talk with me. If I'm talking to you about doing a show or doing a podcast or doing anything that I do, if I'm, if I'm excited and interested in working with you and you drag your feet or put zero effort into it, then fuck you. Don't waste my goddamn time. Time is all we got. And I don't want to waste a second of it on anybody who's not interested. You're more than welcome to say, Hey, that sounds great, but I'm not interested. I will respect that a lot more than saying, Oh my God, let's do it. Let's fucking do this thing. Let's let's yeah, let's do that. I can't wait. I'm excited about this. And then you do fucking nothing. Let's say I'm doing a show about, I don't know, buttholes. I'm doing a show about buttholes and I'm talking to this person named uh, Genevieve. I don't know where I'm coming up with this shit, but Genevieve is excited to do a fucking show about buttholes. We're going to travel around the country and, and look at the nicest buttholes in the world. Of course, all of this is metaphoric and Genevieve doesn't exist. And I would never do a show about buttholes. Unless you want me to, then I'll figure it out. But we're going to do a show about buttholes. It's going to be called Butthole Nation with Genevieve. And Genevieve is like, fuck yes, I am so excited. Thank you for thinking of me. Let's do this show about buttholes. And then a month passes by and she hasn't reached out to a single freaking butthole. She hasn't booked a city. She hasn't even sent me ideas. She hasn't sent me any contacts. She's done nothing Guess what, Genevieve? I'm not going to do a fucking show with you. Thank you for wasting hours of my time and creativity and thought space. The butthole show is never going to happen unless I find somebody else besides fucking Genevieve because Genevieve sucks. She could be the nicest person in the world, but if you've done shit and you got me all worked up about something, you got my creative juices flowing, and then you do nothing, fuck you, Genevieve. Butthole show is on the shelf. We're putting the buttholes on the shelf. That's the most annoying part. Uh, just besides you assholes not subscribing, <laughs> it's simple as that. It's five bucks a month, 17 cents a day. Quit being lazy, quit being cheap. There's a whole lot of shit on there that I want. My life's work is on this thing. If you can't support me with 17 cents a day, then unfriend me, stop listening to my podcast, and go the fuck away because I don't need you. Those are the most annoying things about what I do. I didn't want to get angry today. I had a positive phone call. I talked about Vince McMahon. I made fun of some douchebag minister suing the NFL. This has been a fun episode for me. Now I'm all worked up again. Last question. Who are your favorite artists? Either painting, music, photography, or filmography? Oh, you know, it's nobody you would know. Uh, let me see. As far as filmography, um. I like everybody. I'll never say anything bad about anybody's work because that's their work. That's what they do. I don't, I'm not going to sit there and shit on anybody's art. I do have, you know, my favorites. I want you to go right now to Instagram and look up Polander 80, P-O-L-A-N-D-E-R 80. 
this girl, Anna, she's from Russia, Jeskolskla. Did I say that wrong? Um, she doesn't listen, so whatever. Uh, actually, I think she does listen to this, so hi, Anna. Uh, I adore Anna. She's one of the most genuine, funny, legitimately beautiful people I've ever met. Uh, we haven't seen each other in a couple years, but I, I adore her. And like, I, I kind of met her through a thing and, you know, whatever. But uh, I still adore her. She's just a, a ray of light. But on top of all of that, she is one of the best photographers I have ever seen. And I'm not just saying that because she's my friend. Like, literally, when she posts stuff on Instagram, go to Polander80. First of all, you'll see how hot she is. She's a babe. And then you'll see you know, a picture of her cat, I think. Um, yeah, lots of pictures of her. Don't friend her because that's just annoying her. Don't do that. Don't follow. I mean, follow her. Yeah, follow her for sure. But don't bug her. Don't message her. Don't say I sent you. None of that shit. Uh, follow her work. I've been trying to convince her into doing like a galaxy, I'm sorry, a gallery, like an art gallery type of thing. Maybe get some prints done, sell them. I I know that all takes money and connections, but if anybody should have art on a gallery wall for sale, it should be this lady. The the stuff that she does with her cameras, seriously, scroll down. Like, I know it's hard to get past like her face and, you know, all of her cat pictures, (laughs) but... Her look at the pictures. There's, there's like a, she has a style that I just I love. I want this shit all over my walls. I do seriously. If I ever decide like to buy a big house or something like that, I'm gonna just throw money at her and get these prints and hang them everywhere. I love her stuff. But and and on top of everything, she's just a beautiful human. Like super genuine, great laugh. We had a lot of fun together, just laughing about stuff and making fun of people. So yeah, hi Anna, great job. That's my plug for the day. And uh, yeah, she does some amazing, amazing work. So if you want to ask who one of my favorite artists are, and, and I have literally a hundred other people I can name off the top of my head. Uh, my friend D-Rock Hornion, from, he's a great photographer as well. Um, I'm trying to think, geez, there's so many. Like like Nina Bourne and Sonia Burns, they do this, uh, and Sherry Anderson, they do this like belly dancing stuff. And it's so freaking cool. It's something I've never gotten into, but I know them very well and I've filmed them all doing it. And it's like, geez, they're amazing. And it's not coming from a, a perverted stance either. I don't even think about that stuff, honestly. I'm just appreciating their art. Uh, I know painters. God, I know like everybody. I have very creative friends and um, I'm grateful for all of them. So, And you're all my favorite. But uh, if you need some good pictures to look at, check out Polander80 on Instagram. Yeah, Anna's amazing with the, she's a, she's a shutterbug. Is that what they call them? The photographers? Yeah, I'm a film, I'm a film guy. So it's, you know, we have rivalries with photographers. So I talk a lot of shit like, oh yeah, you made one frame look good. I have to do like, you know, 60 a second prick. Yeah. (laughs) Anyway. uh, Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Good stuff. Give me the meat. Give me the meat. How can you have any pudding if you don't give me the meat? Feminism, sexism, women's lib, all titles that represent movements that have badly needed to happen. Now, I'm not talking about modern day. I'm talking about, you know, history of just women in general. 
okay, most of us guys can beat up most women. So that's the power that we have over them, correct? Back in the day, we'd hold them back uh, educationally, if that's a word. Um, You know, we didn't let them do things like go to school or go to college or have a job or leave the house or do anything, but make those babies and clean those dishes. That's that's what it was like. And people talk about, oh, oh the golden age. Uh, yeah, if you're a white man, it's to go a white man with a good job. You probably truly do miss those golden days, huh? You like to look back at Leave it to Beaver and be, oh, wow, I wish I could be back then. But if you were a female or a minority of, of any gender, uh, well, not, not so good. Not, not so good. But if you're, you know, a white man looking back on the, the golden days, ha, huh? Uh, Yeah, if you're a white Christian man with a good job, of course you missed those days because you owned everything. Not so much anymore. Women have kicked and scratched their way out of that soggy, wet paper bag that they were being kept in. And now it's 2020. And and, uh, for some reason, they're still not getting paid what they should be getting paid. For some reason, we're not equal yet. And that shit needs to change immediately. But that's not really what we're talking about. I'm more so talking about the age of, you know, women's equalness from a man's point of view. Because I don't fucking know what to do anymore. I'm 46 years old. I've seen six decades now. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000s, 210s, 220s. I've talked about this last week. I'm only 45, but I've seen, or 46, but I've seen six decades. And we're just getting started in the 2020. And by the end of the 2020s, actually by the end of the year 2020, all that shit needs to be fucking fixed because it's stupid at this point. What are we, how can we look at any other human at this point, no matter what their skin color is, no matter what God they believe in, no matter who they prefer to fuck, and especially gender, And look at somebody else. If they can get the job done, that's the person you pay the most. And that's the person you hire. Why is common sense not common play? So women are just now finally, finally getting out of this sexist, fucking macho bullshit world that we've lived in. And creating a world of their own where they can exist equally and get paid equally and be treated equally. Will it ever go away? The... Guys sitting on the corner whistling at the girls going by. No, that's never going to go away. Because there's this whole human programming that we have. I'm a guy. I know about it. I fight it. I'm in fucking Target this morning. Just there to get some fried fucking, or not fried chicken, but just get some frozen chicken and, you know, some little odds and ends here. You know, stop at Starbucks on the way out. And there's women everywhere in Target all the time wearing yoga pants super hot <laughs> and, and I, and I see them, you know, I don't go up to them. Hey lady, how's it going? <laughs> I don't whistle at them. I don't freaking smile at them or wink or anything because I'm, you know, not a Neanderthal. I think in time we've learned how to suppress our urges and, and figure it out. I don't want to be in a relationship. I don't want to fucking, what if it works? And then what? Like, oh, fuck. Now I got to take her out to dinner. I don't want to do that. Way too busy. And I'm too lazy for that shit right now. If something ever happens with me, then it'll fucking happen. But 
I'm not going <laughs> to do any work like at a Target, like hitting on some girl while she's just there to buy some socks or something. So I get it from their end how annoying that can be. But at the same time, ladies, it really, it really boils down to your choices, doesn't it? Now, maybe, let's say I did hit on this girl. Nine out of ten times, she's going to be like, okay, don't fucking hit on me at Target at eight o'clock in the morning. I, I, you know, I'm on my way to yoga class or whatever. I just drop the kids off. Just don't fucking do it. And I totally understand it, and that's why I never would. I don't even want to, but I'm talking about other guys. But there's that 1% chance, maybe bigger, that she wants me to. She wants me to compliment her. She wants me to, and it just boils down to her choice. If she's at a bar, two different guys could come up and be like, hi, how you doing? I just saw you across the bar. Can I buy you a drink? If, you know, if, if she thinks the guy is disgusting and ugly and not interested, she get the fuck away from me. Stop harassing me. Some of you would say that. But if she likes the guy and she thinks he's cute, oh, hi, yeah, buy me a drink. Sure, what's your name? So it really boils down to the choice. It's not that the guy is harassing her. You know how much, you know much nerve it takes, how much courage it takes to talk to a female nowadays if you're uh, just a standard guy like me, which I don't. So it, it, take me out of the equation. I don't want to even be in the equation because I don't do this stuff anymore but I remember doing it. It takes a lot of courage to go up and talk to somebody. I'm not just saying men to women, women to men as well, or men to men or women to women, whatever the fuck you're interested in. Takes a lot of courage and sucks being shot down. We've all had it done. But the whole, I don't know how to act anymore. Do I, am I allowed to hold doors? Can I tell somebody they look nice if I don't know them that well? I mean, like we're in a business meeting or something like, oh, wow, you look great. Are you allowed to say that anymore? Oh, he's just looking at me just for, you know, what I, what I look like. He doesn't care about what I can do or what, you know, my skills or anything. I, I, I don't know how to act, so I just don't act. I think we've been neutered as men. I do. I, I don't think we, uh, all of our ammo has been dropped out of the, out of the gun. It's, <laughs> we, we have nothing anymore. It's literally in women's court. If the women like us, they'll let us know. Let's talk about Facebook or, you know, social media in general. If you, I've been, I put a heart. Okay. There's this model. Never met her, but we talked about doing some stuff together, about working together, you know, doing a show about modeling or whatever the fuck it was. And this has happened a couple times and, you know, she'd post a picture. I'd put a heart on it. What? It's not a thing. It's like, I, just because I like your picture or I put a heart on it doesn't mean I want to bury my face in your fucking vagina. It doesn't mean I'm trying to stab you with my cock. It means none of that shit. It means I like that fucking picture. I am an artist of sorts, okay, through my film work, through all the other stuff I do. I appreciate good art. I don't care if it's my friend Josh who has a six-pack abs. He'll probably say it's eight, but it's six-pack of abs. If he has a really cool shot picture out there, you know, a silhouette with black and white and good tones and good frame. And fuck yeah, I'm going to put a heart on it. It means nothing. I'm not trying to fuck my friend Josh. A lot of you are just looking for shit to bitch about. You ever heard of the term, don't sweat the small stuff? A lot of you people are in a fucking small stuff sauna, sweating out your fucking asshole about it. 
You're just looking for things to bitch about, looking for reasons to be offended. And this whole women's modern day women's movement is a lot of that. I'm not going to say all of it is because it's not. A lot of it is rooted in actual facts where we have to change things and we have to make people more equal and we have to fight for the women's rights. Of course, I'm not talking about any of that shit. I'm not talking about the common sense. I'm talking about the stupid, fucking easily offended bullshit where people are so drama craved and starved for conflict. You've got to stop it. You're ruining society. And like I said, I don't know how to act, so I just stopped acting. I don't care about dating anymore. I don't care about courting anybody. I don't want to. But I know there's a, there's millions of guys in their 20s and 30s out there, or even my age or older, that just have no idea. They just throw their hands up, and they're just like, how do I meet anybody if that's what they want to do? How do I approach a woman these days? And here's my advice. Friendly conversation. I mean, don't make everything about you know, the way, and this is not what I would choose, but this is what I've learned. It's not about how they look anymore. You know, if, if I want to talk to a girl and I'm at a target and I'm just going to, you know, don't follow them around staring at them because that's creepy as shit. Just happen upon them and say something stupid. If they latch onto it, then they, then they respond and, and everything is cool. Take it from there. But if they don't, they just smile and blow you off, then fine. Don't look at them again. Walk away. That's a fail. Okay? And this is just advice for people that are out there looking for love in all the wrong places, especially at Target at 8 a.m. If you're at a bar and you see a girl that you want to talk to, go say something stupid. Don't say, you know, oh, how's it going? You, you, you want to go home with me tonight? Because the answer is going to be no. Unless you're hot and rich or something, which, you know, none of us are. Just go up and say, you know, uh, just, I don't even know. I don't know. I don't go to bars anymore. So how does that even work? When I was a kid in my 20s and 30s, I would go to bars and be like, you know, I usually the only reason I'd go to a bar is because I was in the band that was playing and I had no problem getting, you know, a date after that or two or three. So I just step off a stage and be like, you and do you know this girl? No? Okay, we'll get to know each other because we're all going home tonight. I've actually used that line and it worked before. <sighs> that was just a few years ago, too. <laughs> I'm a slut. Uh, used to be, like I said, all of that shit's, it's being washed away. Tacos, food, you know, doing my job that has replaced romance for me in nearly almost every capacity. So, um, but I, I, that's really the only, just don't be a fucking douche. If you think you're being a creeper, if you're feeling awkward, guess what? You're being an awkward creeper. So don't do it. But ladies, seriously, get on the brand Bishop podcast, Facebook page. Tell me, tell the rest of us, what are we supposed to do? Like, how are we supposed to act? Even random acts of kindness can be construed uh, as, you know, being uh, inappropriate. Where, where's the line anymore? It's just, it's really hard. I, I know, oh, poor, poor men. Oh, you've had it your way. Poor white straight man. You've had it your way for so many years. Yeah, but I haven't. White straight men have, but they all came way before me. So don't lump me in with that whole fucking generation that came before me or the generations that came before that because it's not me. And don't lump the new generations in with my generation 
because that's making them identify with my mistakes. I don't want to be lumped in with anybody's generation to include my own because they've all been detrimental for this planet and for our society in, in a whole. So don't lump anybody in. Everybody is an individual. That's like saying, you know, oh, poor white guy. He wouldn't know. You know, our, our, my relatives were slaves. No, you, you're, yeah, they were, but you are not. And I wasn't the person that enslaved anybody. It's the same fucking concept. I've never treated a woman badly in my life that I'm aware of. So why would you lump me in with people that have beaten their wives and treated them like shit in the 50s and 60s and 70s? When smacking your wife around was fully acceptable and beating the shit out of your kids was fully acceptable. But yeah, I mean, men have been neutered. We all know that. They held our balls, they looked at them, they laughed at them, they mocked them, and then they snipped them fucking balls right off. And to a point, good. But it's going to take decades and maybe even centuries for us to catch up to that neutering. And it's going to be uh, you know, a whole other ballgame in 50 years. Men are not going to be the same as they were now. And right now, men are not the same as they were in the 20s and 30s and 40s and 50s, 60s. So yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's a generational thing. We change over time. The women that are complaining now would not be able to last a day in the 1930s or 40s. They wouldn't. So yeah, <laughs> where am I going with this shit? This is the meat of the episode. I actually reached out to a friend and said, what should the meat be? And I gave her some options and she said, feminism and what went wrong? And she said that. So she knows that something has gone wrong with feminism and sexism and everything like that. And and it's, I still feel like humanity is in a transitional period. And I think that we always will be, I don't think we're ever going to reach a goal. I think there'll always be an extension of that goal an addendum for that goal. Once we hit what we think is a goal. But honestly, if you look at the 1950s compared to now we've reached that goal that they set in the, in the original women's uh, liberation march, march, the whole movement. We've reached that goal and we've surpassed it a hundred times over. But now we have more goals. Some of them are legitimate. Some of them need to be reached today without waiting another minute. Equal pay and all these things. Getting t- paid time off when you're pregnant. Duh, every other civilized country has that except for us because we're dumb. So, I mean, these things need to be attained immediately, but there's other things that are just going too far. Sorry, you get to be equal. You don't get to be better. Just like we don't get to be better as men. We get to be equal to women. Just like if you're Asian, you're not better than white people. You're equal to white people. It's the same fucking thing. Stop segregating ourselves. By gender or or race or anything. I'm tired of it. It's the definition of stupidity in 2020 that we still separate ourselves over these little differences in our DNA. Done with it. And so should you be. And speaking of being done with it, let's get to the happy ending, baby. Now it's time for the happy ending.
Sorry. I was looking at more of uh, Anna's photography. Anna's cool as shit, too. Like, I've always, like, I love accents. And it's really cute when someone struggles with their, their, the English language. I don't know why, but I like the mis, uh, misinterpretations of certain phrases and words. I think that's funny as shit to me personally. I'm not just talking with Anna. I'm talking with everybody I know from even like England, like Carrie, the one who did that little soundbite right there. Uh, she does a bunch of paranormal research stuff in in, in Britain. And uh, yeah, I, I love accents. It's just something different. It's refreshing when you talk to somebody with an accent. So anyway, um, happy ending time. This is where I'm going to plug all my shit. I already told you about Asai TV. We're excited. Yes, you can get Asai TV at AsaiTV.com right now, ASYTV.com. Hundreds of hours of all original and classic TV and movies. And then pretty soon it's going to be back on Roku for our friend Mike that we just talked to. Roku and Amazon Fire and Apple TV. And then we're going to take it from there. I want an app. Damn it. I want something I can, I want, I want a side TV on my phone. I want to see that little, uh, that little logo on my phone right next to Facebook and, and Waze and YouTube and Google maps and Instagram and all that shit. I want it on my phone. So we're going to work on that next and, uh, just global domination from that point on the 22 eat, drink and adventure. My friend, Heather, the blue dragon, she, uh, (laughs) Her and I are spearheading this thing. Plenty of room for more of you to hop on board. If you're in any state in the union, any state in the US of A, I need help. We're going to be there pretty soon. We can hang out, but I need to film 22 different places for food, drink, and adventure. Fun, any kind of fun, any kind of food, any kind of drink. Yeah, I need you to give me lists and recommendations and call out to these people and help us build these lists. I'm going to hit your state here pretty soon within the next year. And we're going to film 22 different things in your state. And then you can go to the 22 is cool, which you can check out the skeleton of this monster right now. The 22 is cool. You can click on any state and then 22 places will come up for food, drink and adventure. It's an immersive travel guide slash streaming television platform. Nothing like it in the world. And it starts with us, and we're doing this thing. So that's coming up. Uh, Billy Fred Whopper Goggles, still available on Amazon Books. Uh, that's my son and I's book. And uh, One-Eyed Buffalo album. I just started recording some songs. Not going to give away too much uh, anytime soon, but uh, once that album is out, it'll be on iTunes and Spotify and CD Baby and all that stuff as well. Uh, the last album, Last Room on the Right, is available now. One-Eyed Buffalo. Go to iTunes. Boom. Download it. It's there. You probably have iTunes or Apple Music as it is, so... It'll be free for you with your little $10 a month thing. Yeah, man, all kinds of shit happening. The Chocolate and Cheese Expo, if you're anywhere near Colorado or you want to fly in for some uh, delicious fun, March 15th at The Social here in Colorado Springs. The uh, Gamer Taco Comic Con coming up in April. I'm sorry, May 2nd and 3rd. And that's going to be, I'm starting a Comic Con thing every year. Why not? Like I said, set the date. I want to do it, so I'm going to do it. I set the date, now it's going to happen. Got to make it happen. Puts a good kind of stress on you. A motivational stress. I love motivational stress. Anyways, also, if you're a wrestling fan, go to the Nine Mile Drive Wrestling Podcast, wherever you found this podcast. Apparently, we're on like every platform. I had no idea. Because I know we were getting like a lot of listeners, like close to 2,000 listeners, especially for the wrestling one, because that's a niche market. People, you know, come in because it says wrestling podcast on it. They'll check it out. Like, this one just says my stupid name on it, so people are like, oh, whatever, I have to tell them about it. 
But we're still getting a lot of a lot of listeners, and we may have ads coming in here soon, working with different companies. I'm looking forward to doing that and incorporating their products and services into the show. That's going to be fun. It's going to completely revitalize the product placement uh, segment. I'm really looking forward to the future. I really am. My son's doing great. My cat's doing great. My mom's doing great. Uh, so many exciting things. I got to be in the road over 220 days this year with the 22 Eat, Drink, and Adventure project. So yeah, man, wish me luck. And I wish you luck in whatever you're doing. And I sure appreciate you guys listening and adding to our numbers. And don't forget to subscribe and <laughs> five stars, please. Five stars. I love you. <laughs> five stars.